Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in the Greenville area of South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any reason. That is where you can find me if you need to buy a house, if you need to sell a house, if you need to talk about the pod or talk about real estate in general. Go ahead and check out my contact information there. And as always, I always ask you guys, the the primary thing I ask you guys on the show is please leave a rating and a review. That would be very helpful. And hit the little subscribe button. All of those things help ensure that more people see this show. Today, we are going to be talking about the uh, what we do pretty much every month, uh, talk about the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors market stats. Um, so typically about midway through a given month, they published the stats for the previous month. And so we're going to be looking at the numbers for May uh, and then talking about a few other things here. So let's jump right in. Um, I will warn, as I always do, some of these numbers are going to be uh, not accurate for this month. And so I won't be talking about the ones that will be inaccurate. Let me just say it that way. Um, but I'll give you a warning before we uh, go through that. All right, let's start off with new listings. So this is a a, a very important uh, metric that we look at because these have really been fluctuating quite a bit. And we have seen um, really a tapering off of new listings until just recently. Um, new listings had been down year on year for several straight months until March of this year. March of this year, uh, new listings went up year year over year 1.7%, uh, and then April 2.4%, and then May we had a big increase. It went up 11.5% year, year on year. So May 2022, new listings were 1,958, and that compares to May 2021 was 1,756. So a lot more new listings, which is very interesting. I wonder if this is people realizing um, things are going to change. We need to hurry up. Maybe people that normally would have listed their homes in June or July or August um, decided to go ahead and hurry up and list their homes more quickly because they're hearing all these rumblings of a slowdown. So May, new listings uh, went up to a very high level. Um, and, and this is also in a big contrast to May of last year, which had a very interesting, uh, almost like a tapering off of listings in May. We had listings in May of 2021 um, actually went down from the April numbers. That's not the case this year. April of this year had 1,882 new listings and May had, again, 1,958 new listings. So we're seeing... New, more and more new listings come on the market as the spring summer season continues on. Um, if the trend continues the way it normally would, we would see uh, new listings in June and then in uh, potentially July as well kind of take off. It kind of depends. It, things have changed a little bit the past couple of years. Usually new listings in July would taper off a little bit as people go on vacation. Uh, but But again, if we've seen people... Uh, list homes in May that they normally would have in June or July, we may see a, a little bit of a tapering off in those months. So we'll just have to play that by ear and just see what's happening. Pending sales. Um, this is one of the numbers on here that for 
the the most recent month is always inaccurate. So we're not going to be talking about the May numbers. Um, but because we didn't know what the April numbers were uh, last time around, we do need to talk about the April numbers. So the April numbers for pending sales were down substantially. Year on year for the month of April, we saw pending sales drop 16.3%. This is the rebalancing of the market. New listings up, pending sales down. And so this is what we're seeing. We're, we're finally starting to see some data to support, okay, the market is seeing a bit of a rebalancing. Is it cooling? Mm, I don't really like that word. Not yet, at least. Is it correcting? I don't really like that word either. Um, I like the word rebalancing. And uh, and the reason why I like that word is because the, the market is completely imbalanced. Um, and even if it... Even if we see a tremendously lower demand and a tremendously higher supply, it will still take a while before we actually see something that resembles like a major market correction, like prices flatlining or potentially even going down. Um, right now, what we're seeing is just a rebalancing. So we've seen now pending sales um, have been down year over year for now five straight months since December of 2021. And each month it's gotten progressively greater. So they were down 3.8% December 2021, 4.1% January of this year, 5.5% February of this year, 7.6% March of this year, and now 16.3%, which that number jumps off the page. Um, there's no other number that really compares to that. What, what that number that's the lowest um so the let me see here yeah that's the lowest number that we've seen for at least the past year i'd have to go back a little bit further um to dig into when we saw a decrease that big in pending sales and by the way pending sales to define that's the count of properties on which offers have been accepted in a given month um just so that we're clear on that because that that can be a little bit confusing the way uh greenville registers uh these things so um our, our new contracts for the month of April, um, or, or yeah, for the month of April, they were down 16.3%. We won't know yet what May, uh, what May is, but I'm guessing that it'll probably be close to that number. I, I don't see that number going dramatically down because I still see a lot of activity happening. Because what we're having right now is, is still people, it's kind of like when gas prices go up and everyone rushes to the pump and then that causes gas prices to go even higher. Um, that's what's happening in housing right now. Uh, interest rates, mortgage rates, uh, everyone hears they're going to keep going up. So guess what? Everyone is trying to, to get in now while rates are quote unquote low. Um, they're not low in comparison to a year ago, but they're low in comparison to what they will probably be at the end of this year. And so a lot of people are, are, are still panic buying. We are two years into a panic buying real estate market. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but the reflection of lower pending sales, I believe, is a direct result of people just no longer being able to afford uh, the house that they want. Because when you combine 
mortgage rates skyrocketing with prices skyrocketing of of homes combined with the fact that uh, inflation is causing everything else to be more expensive. It's just causing people to no longer be able to afford housing. Um, So I think that that is what we're seeing reflected in that number. Interestingly, um, and and again, this goes into what I was saying with, with the panic buying thing, closed sales were up in the month of May 3.6%. So in April, they were down. It was down 4.7% year on year. Um, But, and, and, you know, I was wondering, I think I discussed this last month, is that going to be a trend? Are we going to see that continue? Nope. May, buck, whatever trend there might have been. um, And it went back into positive territory. We saw a 3.6% increase on closings year on year. Um, so that will be interesting to track. You know, it's like as pending sales go down, uh, you expect to see closings to also go down. Um, but we have seen this phenomenon recently. Uh, and by recently, I mean the past six months to a year, uh, where that has happened a few months, uh, uh, several times actually, where there's been lower pending sales, but then higher closings. And the way I, understand that is that we're just seeing fewer homes fewer contracts fall through and so i think that that's uh i think that's what's happening there i'm not going to regurgitate that we talked about that uh extensively in the past um days on the market until sale interesting metric um it's the average number of days between when a property is listed and when an offer is accepted in a given month days on market until sale um, now I, I like to say, you always hear people say, you know, house went under contract within two or three days. Um, and, and, you know, that's been kind of the norm in this market for homes that aren't overpriced. They typically go under contract within just a few days or, you know, homes that don't have weird quirks to them. But when you average out everything, um, the entire market, obviously, the number of days is higher than two or three days because there are homes that take a few weeks or a few months for whatever reason before they go under contract. So we have to take this number with a grain of salt, specifically the grain of salt of comparing it to uh, previous years. So in previous years, the the average number that we saw would fluctuate seasonally between 40 and 60 days. So that would have been the typical seasonal average for the Greenville market. We would see 40 to 60 days on market until sale. Again, three or four years ago, it was still hot housing, uh, homes in desirable neighborhoods priced aggressively, still going under contract right away. Like that hasn't changed more recently. That has been the, that was that way during the Great Recession, as, as I've discussed before. So the change here is on a meta level that we're seeing those homes that used to take a long time to sell. We're seeing those now taking instead of three months to sell and then dragging all the numbers down. Now those are taking one month to sell. So it's those homes that are directly benefiting from this current market, those homes that traditionally would have taken a long time to sell. All of that to say the the days on market until sale is a very good indicator of how hot the market is, because again, it goes, uh, it, it typically adjusts seasonally, 
and and goes down. That number goes down as the market gets hot. During the times where um, where we were in recession, during the Great Recession, that number went way up. It was in the hundreds during the Great Recession. Um, and so here we are in May of 2022. You want to guess? Do you want to guess what happened May the uh, a month ago? It was the lowest number it has ever been in the history of Greenville. It was 20 days. Okay. Again, don't focus on that number. Focus on the fact that that is the lowest it has ever been. So homes still, still in the month of May are selling quicker than they ever have ever in this market. Um, so what does that tell me? That tells me that as the market rebalances, um, again, we are not seeing a major market correction. Not yet. It hasn't happened yet. I, I think we will see it happen at some point, but but right now there is still this glut of demand. And I, I think what we're seeing as well, I think a, a lot of invest investors, there's still tons of investor money out there. They are they don't know where to put their money. Right? I mean, yeah, it, the the stock market, crypto, all of that is is doing badly. Like it seems like you could buy the dips, and I'm not giving financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Um but you hear people all the time say, you know, buy the dips. Um, I think investors are scared to do that because I think they don't know that this is anywhere near the bottom. And that's that's what I'm hearing at least. And so I think a lot of investors are, are rushing to buy real estate right now uh, as well. Um, so it, it's, it's going to be a super fascinating number to keep tracking. Um, that was that number, 20 days on market. Um, a year ago, May of 2021, it was 30 days on market. So that number has gone down now, 33.3% year on year. Um, and that is consistent with what it has been all this year. Uh, January, it was down 22.5%. February is down 34.8%. March, 31.7%. Uh, April, 38.5%. And now May, 33.3%. We've been, we've been in the past four months now the 30% range of, of days on market until sale going down. Um, and so I expect, uh, again, just what I'm seeing, boots on the ground, me with my buyer clients, things are still selling, I mean, urgently. And, and here's the other thing to consider, right, with some of these numbers. One thing that makes a really big difference is that obviously not every price point and not every type of house um, sells at the same speed. Right, homes that are you know in in Greenville two and a half million dollars tend to take a, a much longer time to sell. But what I'm seeing is a lot of the inventory that's coming on the market is in that sweet spot, that sub four hundred thousand dollar or even sub three hundred thousand dollar sweet spot, and that is what everyone is vying for right now. And so what happens is when you get inventory that when you get the the supply that matches the highest demand category, then, I mean, you know, it, it's it's like you're in the uh, in the Sahara. I don't know what I'm talking about here. I'm, I, I, I'm probably going to say something. I'm probably going to have like a naturalist or, or some someone listen to this and be like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I don't with this analogy, but I'm going to try it anyway. But it's like, you know, a dead animal in the Sahara. And it's like the lions want it. And the hyenas want it and the vultures want it. And like everyone's coming after it at the same time. 
I feel like that's what we're happening right now. Um, the inventory in that below 400, below $300,000 price point is so low and there's so much demand for it that that is just causing uh, all these numbers to still be crazy even though mortgage rates are going up. Uh, median sales price, I you know, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm just laughing now because I really don't know when we're going to see this go down, but it was up 19.9% year on year for the month of May. That's a staggering number. We have been hovering around 20% now for since basically December of 2021. Um, it, it's now the median price point in the greater Greenville area is now $315,000. That is an insane number. The average home, te- technically not average, technically median, but just think about it as the average because the median is the, the better way of thinking about it. It jumped from 263000 in May of 2022 to 315000 in May, uh, sorry, 263,000 in May of 2021 to 315,000 in May of 2022. Um, insane. That is an insane number. In June of 2021, it was 235,000. Um, and now it's all the way up to 315,000. Um, in January of 2020, it was nearly 200,000. So in, in, uh, let's see here. In basically two and a half years, it has gone up from just a hair over two hundred thousand to three hundred fifteen thousand to buy the average home in the Greater Greenville area. At some point, it's got to stop, right? At some point, the flow of money into Greenville and whatnot is going to dry up. Uh, people are not going to be able to afford housing. Um, something has to give. But but right now, that number is still just popping off the page. It's just insane. Um, but that's not the most insane number on here, believe it or not. I mean, this is a this is just a row, a murderer's row of insane numbers. The percent of list price received, which I always like to read this definition because it's very specific and and different places, different markets will um will define this differently. So the, the percent of list price pr- received is the percentage found when dividing a property's sales price by its most recent list price, then taking the average for all properties sold in a given month, not accounting for seller concessions. Okay, so two important details is that not accounting for seller concessions, um, which honestly is even more insane because the past two years, there basically have not been seller concessions. Seller concessions are like when the seller helps the buyer with their closing costs. Um, We almost don't see that happen anymore. It's basically non-existent. Um, And then the the other important detail is it's taking the most recent list price. So it's not the original list price. It's the most recent list price. So it accounts for possible pricing changes that have happened. Um, And so um, long story short, this is another one of these where you have to look at it historically. And so I like to compare things to pre-pandemic because pre-pandemic was still a seller's market, but it was not as insane of a seller's market. So pre-pandemic, we were very consistent between, particularly between uh, 2017 and 2020, uh, right, hovering right around 98% was that number. So in other words, you, if you had a home listed for, let's just say $100,000, um, on average, you would get $98,000 for it. 
again, not including seller concessions, which were very common uh, between 2017 and 2020. Um, well, those aren't accounted for in that number. So the, so anyway, you would probably get 98000 and you would also have to pay 3000 towards closing costs. So really, it was 95, 95%, but these numbers don't reflect that. So uh, we'll just say it was a it was 98% roughly, but put a, a little asterisk next to it. What was it in May of 2022? Um, well, let's back up for a second. We saw we have seen consistently for a while now that the average has been over 100%. Okay, so a home listed for $100,000 would get more than $100,000. Not accounting for sour concessions, but there have been no sour concessions almost across the board. And so as a result of that, you can basically safely assume that on average, and I apologize if you can hear my dog freaking out uh, upstairs. I don't know what she's freaking out about. Um, <laughs> but if you can hear her, that's uh, that's my dog, Bailey. Um, you can basically safely assume that these numbers accurately reflect generally speaking, what is happening in the market, the averages uh, at or above or whatever the case in comparison to the list price. Well, they've consistently been, like I said, over 100%. So we've been seeing basically on average, whatever you list your home for, you're getting more for it than what it's listed for. So you're probably thinking to yourself, no, duh, we all know that. That's what everyone's been talking about. That's what's been so crazy about this market. Okay, so to try not to state the obvious, um, we had it actually in the month of October of last year dip below 100%. Now, this was actually something that I didn't exactly predict that that would happen, but I told everyone, uh, I, I did a podcast prior to October saying that October is usually one of the best months to buy, arguably the mo best month to buy from the standpoint of getting good deals. Well, it turns out that I was right on that. But after the month of October, it jumped right back up in the month of November to 100.1%. Um, December, 100.3%. January, 100.1%. February, 100.1%. Well, then we saw something that we had never seen before in March. It went to 101.2%. So it had been hovering. Well, I shouldn't say we had never seen it before. But we had never seen it before in that time of year for it to go that high. Because, you know... March is not exactly the hot real estate season yet, right? It's usually leading up to it. We had seen those numbers happen in June and July of 2021, but we had never seen it happen in March. And so I remember thinking when I saw that, like, oh boy, here we go. What's about to happen? April, it went up again, 101.4%. May, a another new record, 101.7%, the highest we have ever had since they have tracked this in Greenville. On average, the listings are getting 101.7% of what the home is listed for. That is an insane number. Because again, if you're grading on a curve, that's even higher than, than it should be because that's not accounting for seller concessions. Uh, and there are no seller concessions. So when you look historically back at 2017, 2018, 2019, where it was 98%. Again, those real numbers were probably closer to like 95% when you account for seller concessions. Um, and how this compares to uh, May of last year, again, it's it's 
way higher. May of last year was 100.8%. So we now have almost an entire percent. And May of last year was crazy. And we're still seeing people, that it, all these crazy bidding wars and people going way above list price. And so the way you have to, to look at this, again, balance it out. There are homes that are that are listed for you know two million dollars that kind of dramatically alter all of these stats at the end of the day if you have a and this isn't that uncommon you might have a two million dollar house that it's listed for two million but then it sells for 1.7 million well that dramatically impacts the stats because that's a hundred that's a three hundred thousand dollar uh less uh, purchase price than what it was listed for. And that's a, a big percent. Um, but when you get to the $300,000, $250,000, hour properties that are listed, we're seeing those go way above, still way above what they are listed for. It's still not uncommon to see $30,000, dollars $50,000 above list price offers coming in on these properties and and again i'm i'm just kind of at a loss for words because we we are seeing parts of the market rebalancing but these numbers are still popping off the page in terms of uh what homes are are, are going for um and still still very much a sellers market um is kind of the long story short um housing affordability index um i'm not going to get into this very much i'll just say it is down 16.7% year on year, down from 90 to 75. Bad number, right? Um, that this is this is the number that at some point will become really re relevant. Is just like generally speaking, when people just can't that live in Greenville just can't afford Greenville anymore. Um, at what point do we see mass gentrification happening, uh, such as what has happened in areas like Austin, um, areas like Boise? Um, I, I don't want to see that, um, but if this number keeps going down, then uh, that's going to be a, a, a big problem. We are going to see that. Um, month supply of inventory. This is one that's going to be inaccurate for our current month. Uh, so we have to look at the month of April. And it, it stayed the same year on year, but it went up ever so slightly month on month. So March of 2022, we had one month of inventory. April of 2022, it went up to 1.2. That's nothing. <laughs> that is nothing. That is not a, a big increase, and that is not a lot of inventory. Um, so we'll have to see with pending sales being down, all of that is, and we are seeing a lot more new listings coming on the market, as I already said. Um, we hope to see these months supply of inventory start to tick up a bit. Um, but again, still sitting at 1.2, um, that is not much inventory at all. So we'll have to we'll have to keep tracking that number. That is one of the most important numbers to track from the standpoint of seeing what the market is doing, because obviously the more homes that are on the market, the less of a seller's market that it is. Simple supply and demand. Um, there's a lot of other uh, numbers on here that are interesting. Um, for for the closed sale, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but for the closed sales. The vast majority of them were in the two hundred fifty to $500,000 price point. And interestingly, the, the biggest increase 
was in the three fifty to five hundred thousand dollar price point. Um, and, and and from the standpoint of increase year on year in closed sales, so we saw uh, for the month of May 2022 a 48% increase in closed sales from May 2021 on homes priced 350 to 500 thousand dollars, massive increase. Um, I'm I'm really blown away by that. And then the 250 to 350 price range went up 33% year on year, that's not so surprising because that's now kind of what the average house costs. Um, by bedroom count, uh, we, we've been seeing big increases in closings on uh, homes that are two bedrooms or less, or it should probably say two bedrooms or fewer, but I'm reading it, two bedrooms, it says two bedrooms or less. Um, that, that number was up 13.4% year on year, whereas the three bedrooms were only up 6.2% year on year. Um, and four-bedroom closings were actually down 0.5% year-on-year. Um, so we're seeing people, as they're getting, they're no longer able to afford three-bedroom or four-bedroom homes. They're having to buy two-bedroom homes is what we're seeing, two bedrooms or fewer. Um, that's all that I'm going to get into for those numbers for right now. Long story short, it is still very much a seller's market. It is still uh, very competitive out there at most, if not all, price points. Um, and at some point, we are going to see things taper off, but but right now, um, it's it's still barnstormers out there. We are still, at, you know, for my buyer clients, they're still struggling to keep up. Um, now, we are seeing, and I mentioned this recently, we are seeing more price drops. We are seeing builders offering realtor incentives, things like that, um, and, and again, that's not so much an an indicator of the fact that the market is cooling. That's just an indicator that builders overplayed their hand, um, and I would say that a lot of sellers are th- are seeing all of these numbers and thinking, "Oh, I can sell my house for you know, no house has ever sold in this neighborhood for more than four hundred thousand. Well, I'm going to list mine for five hundred um, because I, I just hear that the market is so hot." Well. Unfortunately, that's not how markets work, and so I think a lot of people are are being blindsided by that. Whereas maybe a year ago, they there might have been at least some interest in the overpriced home. It wouldn't have sold for that price, but there would have been some interest in it. People are now seeing that there's enough homes coming on the market right now that those homes that are overpriced are just being ignored, and so now we're seeing those price drops happening. Um, I will also say that. The number of bids in these bidding war situations, and I mentioned this before, but it's not as many bids as before. And I think that's because we're having fewer buyers out there. Um, Maybe some of the buyers are actually closing and getting their homes. Maybe some of them are having to drop out, whatever the case may be, whereas it might have been 15, 20 offers before. Now it's more like five to six uh, offers. But but those prices are still going up. So what we're seeing is those five to six that are competing, they're hotly competing because they're tired of getting outbid. They've been outbid for weeks, potentially months. They're tired of it. They're being aggressive. They're just going all in. They're just saying, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to go 40K above what it's listed for. We need to lock this thing up before mortgage rates keep going up. So it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, throw into this the all that's going on with our, we just changed over, um, to the due diligence contract 
that I recorded a podcast on a few weeks ago. Um, that's already causing a lot of chaos. Um, I have not yet experienced that chaos, so um, hopefully I will uh, soon so that I can uh, relay to you guys what that experience is like. Um, but that is what we're seeing market-wide per the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors and the market stats that they publish each month. Um, and I hope that that's helpful for you guys. If you have any questions, let me know. My contact information is in the show notes. As always, you can reach me at any time. If I can't answer or if I can't reply, I just won't until I can. Um, and usually that's fairly quickly. I keep my emails at inbox zero. Um, and so if I get an email, if it doesn't go in my spam, I do see it and I do address it. Um, additionally, again, my only request for you guys, please subscribe to the show. Please leave a short review and hit that five-star rating on whatever app that you're using. And that would go a long way. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a great rest of the week and we will talk next time.